been on the low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feels like my life ain't mine. Who can relate? Ooh. I've been on the low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feels like my life ain't mine. I don't wanna be You're now tuned in to the number one podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Welcome to Purse Talks with Bobby Rollins Swimmer, live on Bag Season Podcast Network. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe at Bag Season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. And remember, the bag isn't always about money, but more so what you want out of life. Today's show is sponsored by Royal Realty Group. Let's build together Royal Realty Group by sell property management, investments, and financing. This is Season 2, Episode 2, Mental Health. What up, Purse? Purse was popping, man. Man, we, we got a big one today. We do. It's just a, it's just a big one. This is a big one. <clears throat> yeah, man. It's, it's, this one's going to be pretty tough for a lot of people to listen um, but I feel that a lot of us are going to be able to uh, relate uh-huh. to what we're speaking on. Yeah, definitely. Whether it's personal or something that we've seen, heard, mm-hmm. experience, experience right. through our lifetime. Right, right, right. Not just something that we grew up knowing about. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this, this is going to be a rough one. It's going to be a tough one. But you know what? If we do this for the people. We do everything for the people. Don't forget, everybody, make sure that you reach out to us uh, via Instagram. That's bag season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. I'm your co-host, Swimmer. That's S-W-I-M-M-R underscore N-U-P-E-3. And I'm Bobby Raw at Triple B 1911. Now, for a lot of our listeners that's listening, shout out to the loyal baggers out there. Um, thanks for all your input. Uh-huh. Um, as you know, weekly, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even group chats, uh-huh. group me, right. we always ask y'all weekly questions, specifically for the podcast, uh-huh. um, just to give us y'all insight and linking the two. Right. So, a lot of y'all don't know, but it is the month of September, mm-hmm. and September is Suicide Prevention Month. It sure is. Obviously, our topic is mental, mental health. health. Yep. Suicide is a part of that. Yep. Um, we're going to dive in. Yeah, man. Like, we're going to dive in. But before, <laughs> but before we, we cover a lot yeah, when it comes can, to this. But before we dive in, I want to thank everybody who chimed in to... Our season two premiere of Insecure. Um, you know, we got a lot of feedback a lot. from a lot of different uh, individuals, men and women alike, uh, who spoke in response to all of our um, all of our comments on the podcast. So we really wanted to shout you out and appreciate 
everything that we that you do for us. So now we're going to talk about mental health, and this is such a wide spectrum to speak about. Um, and please understand that Bob and I are not mental health professionals. Not at all. Um, you know, so we're, we're coming with just some basic insight. Those of you who, who work in mental health, who are psychologists, psychologists, um, who work in social work, mm-hmm. um, you know, shout out to you. I just want to say I applaud you. Yeah, big, big applaud because doing what you do on a daily basis is not easy. It is not an easy job to, A, take on someone else's um baggage i don't want to even call it baggage i was i was i was gonna i wouldn't i didn't even want to call it an issue but i guess it would be deemed issues but but being able to turn those turn that off and have your own life and not be concerned about the next day or i'm sure some of you are concerned about the next day because you have clients and or kids or whoever that you help on a daily basis so Big shout out to all of you who work in that field. It is a tough job. It's underpaid, underappreciated. And we we here at the Bag Season Podcast notice it. So shout out to you. And for the people, before we even dive into that, uh, for the people that are experiencing mental health issues, um, like myself, but we'll dive into that later. Mm-hmm. Myself if too. you're if yeah. you're if you're in need and are seeking help, need help, want some resources, mm-hmm. uh, some educational advice, feel free to go to our IG and just give out your list of questions right. of what you're looking for. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we have a bunch of listeners that are willing to not just listen, but also work you through whatever you're facing. Right. Um, that's at B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. Should we give them the, the email, Bob? Uh, this one. <laughs> yeah, we, we working <laughs> on some other things, man. But, but um, so to, to mental health, we're going to talk about um, illnesses, um, disorders. There are differences in between the two. Uh, we're going to hit you with some statistics here. Types of um, uh, groupings or types of uh, diagnostics um, that are out there. And um, we're going to actually share a few experiences ourselves. You know, Bob and I both experience uh, mental health um, disorders. You know, I'm sure some of you probably didn't know that, um, but now you do. And we're going to give you, um, like I said, we're going to give you some feedback on, um, I guess, how to help yourselves or uh, tips on what we can, what you can do, what you can look for if you know someone who has some or if you feel like you are personally are suffering from but you're not sure where to go, we'll definitely be here to help you um, go into it. So some key facts. Um this number was shocking. 800,000 completions globally each year. Bro, that's close to a million people. Completions, what do you mean by completions? Completions, people that com- fully completed a suicide. 
Wow. That's close to a million, bro. That's a lot of people. Per year. Per year. Wow, that's a lot. That means we're missing what what's the population? Like three hundred three hundred trillion, trillion yeah, people? Like that. Mm-hmm. So that means within the last 50 years, we lost 50 million people. Yeah. That's a, bro, that's a lot. It's a lot. Just on suicide by itself. So just speaking on suicides, mm-hmm. every 40 seconds, somebody completes a suicide. Wow. So that means we speak for an hour. Well, we've spoken for nine minutes right now. And that means that about 15 people... Yeah, that's that's crazy. Just in the U.S. alone, almost fifty thousand completions a year. A year. Wow, it's incredible. These incredible numbers. Um, I know, and those statistics were done by the World Health Organization. Um, we also have some more statistics where it shows that one in five uh, adults will experience um, a mental health uh, disorder or condition. One in 25 will experience a serious one in their life, and one out of 80 will die from a mental health uh, condition. Uh, 50% of all mental health illnesses start before, before the age of 14. I think that's probably one of the most critical statistics that we have out here. Um, It just shows you... Um, where everything starts, you know, before before you're a teenager. I mean, imagine. So I'm ma- assuming that's sophomore year in high school, fourteen. That's like freshman, freshman. Freshman. Yeah. That's where they also assume that your life changes. Oh yeah. As I mean, a kid, think, like that, think that, about, first, that first growth. Think, think about fourteen year old Bob. <sighs> I was reckless, bro. Yeah, I was rebellious. Me in high school? I was very rebellious. Like, high school, I was bad as shit. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, that was probably, like, the time where I started, like, experiencing. Mm-hmm. One, trying to figure out who I was, but then just being experienced to the streets. Okay. Like, I seen a lot. Bunch of deaths, shooting, yeah. crime, like drugs, yeah. fighting yeah. every day. Yeah. Cause like in my time it was like, yo, but now school you, versus school. Were you in Philly or Virginia at the time? So I moved up here when I was like eight. Okay, so yeah. So my whole school years was like in Philly, but then also like the county. Right. So same here. Raised in Norristown, so it was just like we got an urban culture, like. Town school district is kind of like city life. So oh, yeah. It's, it ain't sweet. Nah. People think just because you in the county, like, nah, nah, bro, like, it's still. I mean, if Philly, there's Philly there's Philly people who go to school in the suburbs that. Every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Every day. That, that culture follows you. People move out there just because it's 20, 30 minutes out. That's not far at all. Right. Especially when the train system is right there. It's right there, yeah. You know, so that's the catch. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm taking the same bus system that everybody else is catching. Right. So it's one of those things where you're not from where I'm from. So guess what? I'm beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of stuff growing up, man. 14, I was I was rebellious. Um, 
you know, and I, I just wanted to find my own path. I, I didn't really want to listen to anybody, really. Um, I wasn't a big, you know, I wasn't a fighter, but I would fight if I needed to. Um, I hung out with some people in the wrong crowd and things. Got caught up in some situations. Luckily, I never got caught in anything. But, um, you know, I look back at it and it's like, man. But there are a lot of people growing up in the inner city who deal with this on a day-to-day basis and don't have a way out. Mm-hmm. You know, and that stems a lot of things. Um, Bro, I got people that like I grew up with mm-hmm. that never left the block. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, I'm almost 30. I'm like, bro, you never went downtown? Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't travel past there. Like, New York is two hours. You never. Nah. Nah. Took a trip? Nah. I know. You never took the bus. You never took the train. Like. I know people like that too, man. They just don't, they don't, there's, I don't know what it is. All I know is that it's not very healthy. Bro, you got to travel to get (laughs) Chick-fil-A. You telling me you never left Chick the like, hood? Chick Fil A like, Trump supporting. I, I don't don't get me started. Don't, yo, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> All right, no. As, yo, as soon as he's out of office, I'll go back to eating Chick Fil A. Anyway, um, back to the mental health. So um, basically, we have a lot of different types of mental health um, disorders. You know, we, they they vary. Um, you have Mood disorders such as depression, which is a big one, bipolar disorder, um, you have borderline personality disorder, um, you have anxiety, and there's different types of anxiety. You have uh, general anxiety, you have phobias, mm-hmm. okay, you have panic attacks, and you have excessive compulsive disorder that would be grouped. Um, you have um, psychotic disorders such as uh, paranoia, schizophrenia. Um, autism and psychosis. Uh, you have eating disorders as an- anorexia, uh, bulimia, and binge eating. Uh, Trauma-related uh, disorders. Uh, PTSD. Mm. Uh, that's a big one. Um, you have substance abuse disorders. Uh, primarily drugs and alcohol. Uh, methamphetamines uh, falls into that category as well. And then you also have Sports-related mental illness, with the the hype on CTE and um, the the uh, preordained effects of CTE coming in the form of ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. So, um, where do you want to start, Bob? We're we talking about we, we're talking about suicide. Sorry to cut you. So I guess we'll look, let's jump right into depression because I feel as though suicide and depression run hand in hand, uh, thick as thieves, as uh, some people would like to say. Yeah, well, um, I know a stat that um, the first reported suicide happened in the 19th century. 1800s. Yep. Okay. It was like mid 1800s. Okay. What did What did they say about that? He was tired of life. Tired of life. That was the message. Tired of life. The yeah. first suicide. Mm-hmm. Tired recorded. of life. First was recorded. Recorded. Right. Tired of life. 
Wow. If I'm depressed and I'm ready to call it quits, if I'm tired of dealing with what I've been dealing with mm-hmm. and I'm looking for a way out. Well, you got to think too, man. Like, uh, hard to compare life in the mid-1800s to now. To now. You know, I'm sure... I mean, I can't. I can't even. I I couldn't imagine. I mean, we're talking about industrial revolution. We're talking about Jim Crow. We're talking about different areas. reconstruction. Yep. There's a lot of things that are going on. Depends on if you're black or white, if you're uh, an Asian immigrant, uh, you know, European immigrant. I mean, it all. Everything depends on you know a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting that you said um, you don't want to live. Um, well, the, the reasoning behind that, you know, a lot of people who suffer from depression, I guess, find themselves in a rut mm-hmm. um, in their life where they feel as they don't have any any place to go or anything to live for. Um, have you ever felt that way? To be honest, yeah. When I was a kid, I would say because of my pop student, mm-hmm. and it took me a while, like, I just recently understood like what part of my trauma affects me mm-hmm. and then I started tying in like my past issues and like my outbreaks and all that and understanding like well my mom used to tell me my dad used to act this way mm-hmm. I act that way when certain things happen I couldn't cope with XYZ then when I was like elementary school uh, went to like therapy and all that. Mm-hmm. Wasn't hooked on any meds. Okay. Anything like that. Like I beat that part. But I used to cry a lot. Like I, I'd be in the room by myself. Like to this day, it'd just be one moment where it just all comes out like a flood. It just comes out. That's actually that's not that's that's a. I don't want to say normal. I mean, for me, for I. I remember, um, so when we talked about toxic relationships mm-hmm. in season one, uh, I told you about my, one of my exes. I remember at one point in my life, I, I really didn't feel like I had anything to live for. You know what I'm saying? And I would just go about my day just here. You know, and I was post-college, um... You know, trying to figure out what to do with life. Um, so a lot of, I think it was around 24, 25 when that happened, 25-ish. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would say, and probably some of our listeners out here who are, are in that area, trying to figure out what to do with life. I, at that point, I didn't think I was going to get married. I didn't think I was going to have any kids. I didn't think a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. I, I really was like, okay, why am I here? Like. You know, I was training for Olympic trials and, you know, I was just like bored with swimming and it was just cumbersome at that point. So it was like, what, what am I really here for? Um, and there are times where a lot of, a lot of you know, athletes go through depression. Um, you think that's like a sign of like perfection when it comes to like athletic? I think so. Um, a lot of Olympic athletes, a few of my friends um, who swam in the Olympics deal with um, post-Olympic depression, believe it or not. 
It's like you train your whole entire life to get to this one point and then you finally succeed. And it's like, now what? You're completely lost. You're in a world that you just don't even know what you what to do anymore. I'm glad you spoke, you bring that up. Mm-hmm. Jason went for the Cowboys. Just retired, like literally last year, right? No, two, two years, years ago. ago. Mm-hmm. Tried commutating for a year. Mm-hmm. Didn't even make it a year. Did a couple games like, yo, I can't do this. Right. Before the year was up, he signed a deal with the Cowboys to go back and play because he's like, yo, I don't know what to do. Right. All I know is football. Mm-hmm. So understanding what you just spoke on also brings me back to a movie, Friday Night Lights, with Booby Moms. Mm-hmm. He's in high school. Shout out to Odessa, by the way. Um, that's where the uh, the shooting occurred. In El Paso, in, in Texas. El, in El Paso, Midland, Odessa, yeah. Texas. So yeah, shout out to Odessa, Texas. So like, looking at it from a sports standpoint, I think we do deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like, real, real early. Especially when, like, you praise kids from, like, the age of, like, 12. Early. Early, like, six. Yeah, I was swimming at age six. Five. My first so competition like, was at five. Then next thing you know, it's like, mm-hmm. each level. Yeah. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. She's yeah, the greatest. Yeah. She's the greatest. Then you start getting ranked. Yeah. Top five, top ten, top twenty, top... 50, top 100, top 1,000, best in the city, best in the best in the burbs, mm-hmm. best in the state. Like, that's a lot of pressure. I I think it's a lot of pressure, man. I think it's different for football players. Um, any physical contact sport is different. Um, your career could be done in an instant. One hit. That's all it takes. One concussion, one knee blow, you know, one shot to the, you know, to the spine, jar your neck, jar your head. I mean, look at Ryan Shazier. Yeah. You know, he he was a fantastic linebacker, got hit, wrong spot, paralyzed. And now he's well, he's walking now. Motivational speaker, Pinky Johnson. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just incredible. Speaking of football, I know we jumped from depression. But part of depression, um, we have sports-related um, mental illnesses. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot off a few names here in a second. But we have CTE, which is um, which is diagnosed post-mortem. By the way, it's the only way you can diagnose CTE, um, and that's by um, it's actually. What it is is a diagnosis from um, excessive head trauma caused by concussions or hitting uh, of, of the helmet, you know, the head. Um, and there are several um, athletes who are currently um, experiencing symptoms of CTE um, or ALS, which are preordained signs of CTE. Most prominent was Junior Seau. He was the uh, Chargers linebacker from mm-hmm. 80, I want to say, what, 85 to about 1998 or so. Yeah. He, he actually uh, committed suicide. And on his, in his death, it was found out that he had 
a high amount of, of CTE in his brain caused from excessive head trauma, which caused him to um, commit suicide um, and um, literally um, he donated his, his body yeah. and his mind and his brain for testing. For testing. Because he, he felt it, but didn't, they couldn't confirm it. Mm -hmm. And he still can't really confirm it. Um, they, they probably, uh, it was a movie on, about that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was it. Yeah, yeah, It's called Concussion. Yeah. Uh, I think that was in, what, 2015? Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere around there. But I'm, I'm just going to rattle off some names here, man. And this is crazy, bro. Because, like, a lot of these players have either passed away or are suffering from extreme symptoms of CTE. Um, or ALS. So you have Dorsey Levins. Mm -hmm. Remember him? He's a running back for the Green Bay Packers. Won a Super Bowl with Brett Favre, who is also on the list. Brett Favre, who like recently, just yes, just recent. But he also did exactly what Jason Witten did. He retired and came back. And retired and came back. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, um, you have um, Jamal Lewis. He held the single season uh, rushing record for the for, for the for the Ravens. Yep, you got it. Antoine Randall L. He's a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Right. You have Bernie Kosar, who who played for the U. During that during their heyday in the eighties, he won the national championship in nineteen eighty seven mm -hmm. with the Miami Hurricanes. He was quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. He has he actually in an interview has said that he has felt like he has gotten concussed over one hundred times, mm -hmm. and that it is causing him to have psychosis episodes. Speaking of that, uh -huh. just recently, I think it was like last week. Um, Rob Gronkowski just spoke on that. Yeah, he said it, he said it scared the shit out of him. Yep. He said I can remember at least ten blackouts. Mm -hmm. You know how scary that is. Yeah. Have you ever been concussed? Hell no. I have. And this, you know, was crazy. Yeah. No correction. I had one concussion when I was in a car accident. Right. Twenty fifteen. Right. But. I don't remember. So I guess that's probably one. Right. But I was conscious. But apparently when I got in the hospital, they did whatever they did. Because I got like 10 staples in my head. Mm -hmm. That's all I remember. I, I just remember the car crash. Right. Boom. The next thing I'm in the hospital and I'm sitting in there for like two months. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I played football for a little bit and, and got some sweet chin music. Yeah, I think my brother had I got, two I got, I got hung up high and cracked right in the jaw, and I got knocked out for eight seconds. Um, yeah. But that was scary when like he said that because they were like, "Yo, why are you why are you retiring early?" He's like, "Yo, look." These are the it's, like, these are the, like yo, it's time. Like, these are the un, these go. are the untold stories. You know what I mean? That that people don't want, they. All you see is the. The gladiator sport. You, you see the finished product. You don't see all the stuff that goes behind the scenes. Um, just a, just a few a few more real quick names. Um, Tony Dorsett. Mm -hmm. um, he's a Hall of Fame running back. Uh, went to the University of Pittsburgh. Won the Heisman Trophy at Pitt. Mm -hmm. uh, played for the Dallas Cowboys. I had an honor of meeting Tony in 2011. We both got an award for the University of Pittsburgh Top 100 Black Athletes of All Time, Century of 100. And 
to be honest with you, Tony was like literally like a zombie. I mean, I, I enjoyed being around him, and I don't know if he was just hung up on the moment, but he just didn't sound like himself. In an interview that was done later by ESPN, um, his family had come out and said that he had he was suffering from symptoms of CTE, and that he was having mood swings. He was snapping. He was being violent, and he you know, and he wouldn't remember what was going on. Um, they they admitted him to a psychologist, where he's now getting help for his symptoms. Um, but, I mean, the evidence is there. Uh, one, one last person, or two, two, two more people I wanted to mention, Jim McMahon. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he won the uh, Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears in 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, I mean, he, the man is only about 55 years old, and he can barely walk, he can barely talk. He doesn't remember what he uh, what he did 30 seconds ago. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame. And then the last one was Steve Gleason. Steve Gleason played with the New Orleans Saints. Um, he actually is, has full blown ALS. I don't know if you guys watched the Saints game last week. He actually was showcased on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. They showed his uh, his picture of him going around. Um, I, I, and, and a lot of these players, I remember watching play. Like I, I remember. I mean, Tony Dorsett was before my time. Um, Bernie Kosar was retired from the NFL right when I remember watching the NFL I, I kind of remember him but a lot of these guys, other players I remember watching and these guys used to get rocked I mean the hits that they would get over and over and over again I mean, you kind of think to yourself like what does this have to do with mental health well part of mental health is making sure that your mental health is there which is your mom right it's like you know it starts with your mom right so you know that's on the sports side um, you want to talk about anxiety, Bob? You want to go into anxiety? I think anxiety and depression goes hand in hand. Okay. But based on knowledge, it doesn't. Hmm. They keep it separate for a reason. Okay. I mean, you, you, you have, you have personal, well, you, you've been, have you been diagnosed with anxiety? I know, I know that you, you have some, yeah, I got like, uh, I would say diagnosed from a doctor, but not know where like, I got to take meds. Right. You know that, apparently what I got is controllable. Okay. I went to a therapist. That's mm-hmm. about it. So there are. There are levels of anxiety, so it sounds like you have general anxiety, uh, which is something you can you can control, you can harness by doing certain methods. Um, also, in 2016, I was diagnosed with anxiety too, bro, so I understand exactly what you're going through. Didn't have to take medicine for it, but you, yeah, know, like, some, you know, some things that you can do. Yeah, like me, I just like overanalyze to the point like, it like freaked me out. Start hyperventilating, breathing right, too breathing, crazy. Yeah. One shifts automatically to like signs of like my depression, where like I would think so much mm-hmm. that one I would start crying. Just wanted to be alone. Right. 
to where like I just had to like be at peace. So like literally sit in my room in the dark, no music playing, no TV on, no nothing. Curled up in my bed, and I'm just like, yo, I don't, my mom like, what's wrong? That's one of the major things about depression. Depression make, makes you want to feel like you want to isolate yourself from everything. You want to be alone in the dark. And it's not, it's not one of those things where it puts you in a better place to get out of. Yeah. Um, but for me to, like, I wouldn't say fight, but like overcome it to where like I now am full aware. Mm -hmm. I had to go to a dark place. Because one, I had to figure out like what was my triggers. Like, what trauma was affecting me. And to be honest, like, I just had to remove myself. Well, you said your trauma started from your, your dad leaving. It's my dad leaving, but then also, like, the things that I experienced, like, as a kid growing up to, like, even now. So I'm glad you brought that up. Because the, one of the statistics that I said was, is that 50% of all mental illness starts before the age of 14. Uh, like, um, yo, I, I keep it real. Before 14, I probably seen... More than five murders. One being my best friend. Mm. So, just looking at it from like that standpoint. Yeah. Where it's like, you gotta kind of like become numb to it. But then don't realize that later on in life, like it's gonna affect you. And I understand that now rather than then. Because right. back then it was just like, I'm cool, I'm alright, mm -hmm. but I'm just not being responsive of what people are asking me, but they see it on my face like something's bothering me. And I'm just like, no, I'm cool, bro. Yeah, I mean, growing up here in the city, I, I, I witnessed three before the age of 14. But like, those are the things that like I will have anxiety over, where it's like I'm overanalyzing, like, yo, like, well, you play those you play those scenarios over and over in your head because you 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 remember everything that happened at that time. I remember watching one of my friends get shot in the head over a basketball game. A basketball game. I mean, we talking about and 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 his and his twin brother watched it, and there was nothing he could do for his brother. I mean, it was the dumbest thing. And, um, you know, those are traumatizing things, you know, you, you relive those things over your life, and, but it doesn't help with, you know, these are the things that trigger the depression, they trigger the anxiety, they trigger, you know, um, all of those things, and it, it doesn't, you know, unless you get help for it, like you said, at an early age, Recognize it at an early age and get help for it at an early age. It, it can cause long-term, long-lasting effects down the road. Um, I, one of the things I didn't realize, too, that um, I have, I'm a, I have some, some bits of uh, obsessive-compulsive disorders. So, I'll give you an example. I was about to ask you, I need... I, my closet is in color order, and it has to be that way. Yo, my LB like that. 
Um, also, too, um, if I put something down and you move it, it freaks you out. I get really into it. Like it, it like tears my soul into into pieces because my memory tells me that's where I left it, and when it's not there, that means somebody stole it in my head or somebody took it and did it on purpose. Yo, you know what's crazy? Yo, I li- I make my room like that. Like I will literally clean, leave something there. If it's missing, I'm like, yo, I know somebody was in here, yo. But here's the problem with Bob. I'm like, yo, I know somebody was in here, yo. The problem with that is it makes it difficult to be in relationships. Which I had to learn. I had to learn that that made my, made my relationships difficult because I was holding that other person so accountable for something, for that, was, for something that was so <laughs> minute. See, me, mine ain't that serious. It's just like, alright, yeah. I'll figure out. I gotta, I gotta, I'll find it. So one of the things that people do over, over these types of disorders is that they they start using um, drugs and alcohol yeah. as a coping mechanism for um, for some of the mental disorders that they have. The one that sticks out in my mind the most is the most the most recent um, is, is Mac Miller. Yeah. Um, those of you who don't know Mac Miller, he was a rapper from Pittsburgh. Yep, and. Um, he, he struggled for a long time with drug and alcohol addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made it very known. He, um, he even admitted himself a few times um, mm-hmm. to rehab facilities to where he would come back out, relapse, and then go right back in again. Since we're talking about relapse, mm-hmm. Eminem been vocal about this from yeah, day one. Yes, yes, he was. He has a whole album about it. Mm-hmm. Relapse. Which a lot of people don't know. If they're if they're if you're a true fan of hip hop, I'm pretty sure you will know that, but I mean there's a lot of celebrities who 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 have struggled with drug and alcohol uh, addiction and abuse. Amy Winehouse. Uh, yeah, Amy Winehouse. Uh, rest in peace to her. Um, Little Wayne yeah. Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, Meek spoke about his uh, pill addiction, mm-hmm. which he really didn't have an addiction. It was just that he was popping pills for a toothache. And next thing you know, next thing you know, it's like yo, I, my body's like yo, I I need it. You know what's crazy? There's a lot of people who get addicted to uh, drugs that way. I mean, I mean, yeah. that's the opiate it's like it's not depression, it's not anxiety, it's just. Yo, my, I'm in a car accident. Right. I got knee surgery, back surgery. I got a toothache. The doctor prescribes you something, and it's like, after you're taking it for 30 days, and they're like, yo, are you still experiencing that pain? And you're like, yes, it's not going away. They up your dosage next thing you know, because they up your dosage, now mm-hmm. you're addicted. Which causes... Psych- psychotic disorders. Yeah, like it, which is crazy. Which which can cause you know paranoid schizophrenia, schizophrenia, schiz- you know, and psychosis. A lot of people who who do drug and alcohol abuse, you know, they they actually have psychosis disorders where mm-hmm. they actually are envisioning things. They're they think things are going on, but they're not. They're it's like not. hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's like a, it's like almost living in an alternate reality almost. It's just like 
you know, it's, it's crazy what's going on with that. Um, so, um, gosh, uh, yo, interesting little fact. Um, was watching TV the other day and I was um, looking at the autopsy of, um, it's a show called Autopsy, of Judy Garland. Who was the the uh, the actress in the Wizard of Oz? Mm -hmm. She was in she was in quite a quite a few other things, but uh, they talked about her and um, you know MGM Studios back in the nineteen thirties used to give their actors and actresses speed and uppers so that they would be nice and lively mm -hmm. in the movies, and then immediately give them downers. So that they could go to sleep and be ready for the next day. So, so you, you're, That's crazy. you're giving kids, because Judy Garland started acting at what? I, I think it was like 10? Yeah, she was a baby. She was young. And you're talking about kids. Giving them opioids, literally. You're literally giving them methamphetamines and opioids and telling them to go perform. And then... You know, come to find out, you know, she died of a, of a, of a drug overdose. It, it's, it was a combination of a few drugs that she had. But she was addicted to drugs her whole life. Because of, be, be, because of her career. Because of her career. But it also created... She, was, she suffered from paranoia schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And so... You may not have a disorder or a diagnosis... Early on, but it could also be triggered from mm -hmm. outside sources. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you think. If you if you have um, any of these disorders, or if you know someone who has any of these disorders, and and um, if you have any stories you would like to share with us, we would be more than willing to to listen to your stories. We are always open for this. Make sure you hit us up at bag season s b a g s z n underscore podcast. Yo, it's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Like, like a lot. Like I don't think y'all really understand. Like it's almost ten plus disorders and illnesses on here. I mean, and we, I can literally name maybe almost twenty or more people that I know physically who suffer from at least one of these. Yeah. Like that's the, I think that's I think that's the bad part, yo. Which yeah. like it kind of frightens me. Like I know somebody outside of myself who mm -hmm. suffers from depression, anxiety. I know a drunk. I know somebody who's addicted to drugs. Mm -hmm. I know somebody who's addicted to pills. I know somebody who's has m multiple personalities. I know somebody who has PTSD. Mm -hmm. Panic attacks. I know somebody who has panic attacks. Phobias. I know. Eating disorders, like yeah, we didn't even mind get, you, we mind didn't get you to that yet. We have shows like reality TV shows because of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like we're exposing people at their weakness and it's messed up. Like making profit off of it, right? Um, Which is sad because it's like we're exposing these people at their lowest limits, mm -hmm. making money but still not helping that person. You know that that's even I, even the shows that are like made to help them, mm -hmm. 
it's like, yo, you had this person on multiple episodes, multiple seasons, explaining the same thing. Like, what are we doing to make it better? Like, what's that show on A and E that they have? Um, what do they call it? Uh, prevention. What, what do they call it? Um, you talking about the one with the doctor? No, it's when the family gets together and and, and calls so and so out. Oh, call somebody out about uh, about the their addiction. Their addiction or yeah. They, send they talk about like gambling. It's gambling, drugs. drugs. It don't even matter. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I can't remember. I think it's called. Um, I think I think it's. I don't know. But let's let's talk. I want to save PTSD for last. Let's talk about eating disorders. I mean, we have anorexia. You have bulimia, mm-hmm. and then you have binge eating. What is binging? Is that when you just eat, just eat? Yeah. It's like, I'm always hungry? So. I never heard of that. But you also have binge eating. That show on A&E, where people were eating. Something like 800. No, 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 not that that one. Okay. There was one where they had people who was like eating My Strange Addiction. Okay. That is a perfect example of a mental disorder. People were eating glass. Tax, oh, weird baby shit. powder, uh, diaper linings. Um, you had people that were eating um, paper. Um, you know, it was just it w- they were eating all sorts of stuff, bro. And is that like to satisfy a need, or it was just like that's that that's the that's the, the underlying question. Okay. Yeah, like so, the person that was eating baby powder, you know. First of all, there's so many chemicals in baby powder. Yeah. It's not even. I don't even know where to start, but to to, to even fathom the taste for for powder or whatever it was the sensation or whatever I think it was. Um, person just developed a habit for it and just kept eating it. Um. Yeah, I, man. Listen. I'm trying if to any of my followers, if any of the baggers out there watch this show. Please chime in. The guy was eating glass the one time. How do you eat glass? Like he literally would take a chunk of glass and yes, it cuts your stomach lining like right up. I mean, you're you're bleeding internally. Yeah, but that's a mental that's a mental health disorder. Yes. I mean, this is this is how extreme things get. Um, anorexia. A lot um, of models go through this. Yeah, they do. Um, a lot of wrestlers go through this. Wrestlers, yes. Boxers. Yeah, to cut weight. To cut weight, to stay at that class. I mean, what what does it all? What does this all really mean? Like, what does what does all this mean? Like, why why do people, including ourselves, go through all of this stuff? For what? Like, just so that we could develop a disorder, be diagnosed with a medicine that's going to ultimately kill us in one way, or if we don't do, if we don't have the medicine that it's just going to, like, the question that kill I us got, in another way? Nah, the question that I got is, what did people do back in the day? Oh, they put you in asylum. Like, I always wondered, like, they put you in asylum. Like before, no, before you even get there. Like before we had like institutions made up and like straight jackets and all that. Like, 
what like what happened? Oh, you were probably walking around the streets as like a a vagabond or homeless or you know what I mean? I definitely see that still to this day. You so can, I can I can imagine that. Yeah. So like, but before that, but after that, they would just put you in a mental institution. They do tests on you. They run tests on you and torture you and try to study this or study that and come up with some bullshit ass diagnostics back then in the 18 whatever 19 or whatever and you know come up with something else um, but truth be told I mean bulimia and anorexia was was a big thing growing up and when I was when I was growing up as a kid in the 90s um, there were girls I mean because you got to remember But at that time, you had more shows were becoming trendy, right? Mm-hmm. You had 90210. Mm-hmm. You had... Um, Which actually came back. Okay. Yeah, there's, there, were, there were a few <clears throat> other shows out there that put a high emphasis on being the thin, model-looking type. Mm-hmm. You know, you, know, you got to be... You know, perfect hair, perfect teeth. That you know, five. You know, five five, one hundred and ten pounds. You know, you can't be fat or or. Bullying would be heavy, where it's like you would eat a sandwich and you'd be like, "Oh, you're such a fat ass." You know, well, guess what? That someone could take that simple comment and freak out. And freak out. And next thing you know, they're sticking their fingers down their throat every chance they get. And, you know, but that causes long-term effects. Crazy Family Guy did an episode on anorexia where Brian... I'm going to say that was Brian. Brian was running, right? And he, like, he was looking at himself. It's a perfect, I can't remember what season it was. He was running. And he was running and running and running and running and he was like, nah, I gotta get in shape because he wanted to talk to that girl. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at himself in a mirror and still see the same him. But then when you saw him, he was literally skin and bones. Yeah. And that was the that's the mental health part of it. It's like when you look at yourself in the mirror, you see the same person. So what would you classify people who get plastic surgery over and over? Michael Jackson is a prime example of this. Like what? It's the same th- same thing. It's like I'm seeing myself, but I don't see me. I would call that. I would call it paranoia, psychosis. You you you're, you you think you're seeing one thing, but you're but but in reality, it's something different. Like there was nothing wrong with Michael Jackson. I don't know. Michael Jackson was a was a was a was an awesome, beautiful individual who who could sing his ass off, and the effects of him being abused at a young age, mixed in with a nice cocktail of traveling all the time, mm-hmm. being not home with his family all the time, mm-hmm. meaning his mom and his sisters, mm-hmm. being with. Being around people that not familiar with what they're doing all the time, 
having insecurities, having a lot. It was just a nice cocktail mm-hmm. for him to really put himself together and say, hey, this is what I want to look like. And it really, it really was, it, it was a mental disorder. It got to a point where he was, he was almost completely unre- unrecognizable. I mean, you look at him, he looked like a skeleton. Yeah. Um, like, who's this white man? And it was sad. Really sad for someone who created some of the best music that was ever made. I think, um, wait, Mrs. Doubtfire, wasn't uh, Robin Robert Williams? Williams. Didn't mm-hmm. Robert Williams face that outside of depression? Because a lot of his movies talked about that. Like, if you if you take a deep dive into, like, his career, mm-hmm. what he had, Mrs. Doubtfire, he had, um... He had toys. Toys. He had, um... He had, um... Benjamin Button. That was Brad Pitt. And was Benjamin it? Button. Ooh. That was Brad Pitt. Yeah. He yeah. had, um... He had the, uh... Robert Williams had a... He had a couple movies. He had a lot of movies. Um... Dead Poets Society. Yeah. Cause, like, I'm... I'm but Dead Poets Society was big, though. When you think about it. Because in the movie, Neil actually committed suicide yeah. in the movie. Spoiler alert. Um, but truth be told, they always say the happiest people on the inside, or the happiest people on the outside are the saddest on the inside. Yeah. Um, I wrote something about that on uh, Instagram yesterday. I was like... Um there's a lot of pain behind a smile. Mm-hmm. Check on your friends. Yep, I saw that. And I meant every word of that because I'm like, just imagine your group of friends. What happens if you're always the go-to person? Mm-hmm. Who do you go to? You know which one I didn't really talk about? I didn't, I didn't get into it. Uh, and to my new moms out there, postpartum. Postpartum, please. Um, so all my new mommies out there, uh, make sure that you really are open to talking about postpartum because it is real. It is real. It's, it, it happens to every mom out there that has a child. Um, it's, not, it's not avoidable. Your body will go through changes. Your hormones go through changes, and it, 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 it's a reality. So make sure that, you know, if, you, if you're feeling slightly off or your mood is off slightly, make sure you talk to your doctor. You talk to your, your OB, your GYN, um, talk to your physician, you know, make sure that you really um, open up about it. Because, you know, and um, Fabi talked about that. Fabiana? She talked about that yesterday on her Instagram. You know, going through you know postpartum, how did how did you deal with it and everything like that? Shout out to Fabiana. I hope that that little that little girl pops out pretty soon. She she <laughs> looks like she about to bust. So shout out to her. Um, but um, yeah, there, there's a lot of it seems to be a lot of cause and effect going on with this. Robin Williams. Um, yeah, he just um, that was sad, man. Him, him, and Anthony Bourdain. When I when I heard about that, I'm like, you know, and Chappelle talked about that on his new stand up. Yeah. 
You know, he's like, you got the coolest job in the world. You know, you get to travel around the world, just eat exotic things and meet exotic people. Literally for free, because you're, you know, you're getting sponsored to do that. I mean, you imagine how many people out here would love to just travel around the world and just eat whatever, you know, and, and, and but still you were crying out for help inside. It's such a sad thing. But think about it. Out of all the people that we walk by, walk by every day, speak to on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. there's somebody going home, they say every 40 seconds, boom. But think about it. All the people that we walk by, that we speak to, they all go home to something. If you're not checking on them, who's checking on you? But then it's vice versa. Well, because we all, because the thing is, we're all experiencing life mm -hmm. and have our own story, but we're all within the same story, just a part of a different chapter. I mean, that's why it's important to, when you come home, to have peace when you come home. And, you know, a lot of people joke about that. You know, they yeah, I mean, you know, this, but... They say home is where the heart is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really important to have your home as a sanctuary mm -hmm. because of all of these outside factors. We didn't even get to PTSD yet. Mm -mm. And I come from a military family. So you can already, I can tell you, right now our government ain't doing not enough for our veterans. Okay, and I'm not going to get started on that, but... We have soldiers out here who are putting themselves out there, risking their lives to protect our country from God knows what, terrorists, everything, okay? Any potential threat that comes into the United States. And the government does not have a sound established system for soldiers who are experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder. My grandfather to this day doesn't like 4th of July because of fireworks. When I was a kid, I, used to, I, used to, I ain't gonna lie. I used to thought it was the funniest thing ever. Until I got older and I'm like, yo, that's kind of like messed up. Light off some fireworks, some firecrackers. You automatically freak out. Now... I understand mm -hmm. and it hurts me inside because it's like that's gonna affect him for life right but then think about it he's older and I just said that's my grandfather help what do you mean help he's like 70 they didn't seek help it was normal came back go back to living there, there have been so many veterans. And shout out to all our military out there. Everything that you do for our country. We definitely appreciate we you. We appreciate you. Anybody that's signing up now, we appreciate you. If you're a veteran, we appreciate you. Uh, if you've served or are still serving, we appreciate you. We shout you out. Definitely um, send you my prayers, my blessings. Absolutely. Um, come home safe if you're away. Um... But truth, truth be told, P
PTSD is one of the biggest triggered um, mental health issues we have in this country. Um, it's right there with depression, and it's right there with anxiety. Um, those three, I think, are thick as thieves. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially now. You know. Like, we're kind of understanding how our minds work. Right. And I think because of our, like they like to say, our traumas, mm-hmm. the way that we've been trained to grow up, trained, trained. to grow up. Right. We, where we're growing up. Oh. Our environment. Oh, yeah. Trust. There, there are so many. There's a lot right. that, from a day-to-day right. standpoint, that right. isn't, I hate to use this term, but normal. You saw how many murders before you were 14? Almost 10. I got, like, not proud of it, but, like, to wrap off a number, just off of friends and, like, close family, number's probably, like, 30. I mean, I've... And, and you've witnessed like five, right? Yeah. So I've witnessed three. Um, but then like outside of not even just murders, I'm just saying like walking to the store and all of a sudden it's a random drive-by. Right. I, I seen somebody get robbed. I like, seen a robbery. Pistol whip. I, I seen, seen you know, pistol whipping. I seen um, cops raiding the crib. Yep. Like, um, I, I remember, yo, I remember. I've seen somebody. I've seen somebody <laughs> in OD. Have you ever Who? seen somebody OD? Mm-hmm. That's that's scary. I seen somebody. Um, so, heroin, right? I call it the cartoon drug. Seen somebody OD. Not he zoned out, lean back. Yeah. Kind of on that Ray Charles movie. Yeah. When he leaned back and he zoned out, freaked out. Died right then. Stick still in there, and it's like, yo, you thinking he's sleep? Somebody come to Chris, start freaking out. Oh my god. Thought he was alive, thought he was taking a nap. But it don't hit you until later, like, damn. It's crazy, man. And all of those things, environment, socioeconomic, economic, you know, they all... And don't get it twisted, you like, don't get it twisted, like, don't forget we both said that we grew up on both sides of the track. Right. We grew up in a city where it's super urban. But then we also grew up in the birds where you see a lot of things that we see from an urban aspect. It affects the white people too. It affects the Asians too. It affects the Hispanics too. Mm-hmm. So like just cause we look at it as, we like to say hood traumas, everybody experiences it. You go to a Catholic school today, I'm pretty sure You'll see a bunch of kids out there popping pills, snoring coke, shooting up. Methamphetamines. Like meth, crystal meth. Yo, when I went to Bloom, when I was in school, mm-hmm. that was like the biggest disorder, like drug related. Kids in like middle school, like sixth grade, cooking up like homemade meth. I thought that shit, yo, I, I thought that yeah, shit like the weirdest shit ever. Right, I was like, right. what? came to school they like yo like this area is like big on meth and crystal meth. I'm like what I'm like y'all I'm like I'm not, in my head I'm like y'all smoke weed like you know pop you know, pills they like nah we do meth cribs getting burned down reading because of meth I'm like this shit is weird you know you know what the big thing was when I was growing up huffing 
like gluing on it? Glue, spray paints, um, yeah. markers. I remember, um, I remember. I remember that. Oh god, that was heavy. When they had the colorful markers. Oh yeah, the, smell like fruit. Fruit, yeah, the fruit no, markers. No, bro, listen. Uh, but it was beyond that. They would take you take spray paint. You could just take spray paint. You just spray for like four or five seconds, cup your hands, and, and just go in and go. <gasps> and you could just. That's like the people that used to. Um, the helium? Oh, the helium. Yeah, helium. Yeah, yeah that'll do it to you. Bath salts. Yeah. Remember that? The dude thought he was chasing a werewolf down the, down the highway. Yeah. Well, what was the one? He was. Oh. He, he was biting people's arms off because of, he throws a zombie. Yeah, zombie apocalypse, yeah, yeah. bath salts. You know, this this stuff, ladies and gentlemen, is just, it's real, you know. And we wanted to talk about all these things just to bring awareness to it, you know. Um, Listen, if you suffer from any of this, I just want to let you know, like, everything is going to be okay. You're fine. You have contact in Bob and I, like, hands, hands down. Like I don't don't ever don't ever let anybody bully you. Right. Make you feel like you're crazy, like you're unwanted, like like you're not loved. Right. You're not cared about. What you're going through is life. If you, real life. If you suffer from depression, bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, general anxiety, any phobia, panic attacks, obsessive compulsive disorder, schizophrenia, paranoia schizophrenia, autism, psychosis. Anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, post-traumatic stress disorder, drug abuse, alcohol abuse. Please reach out, get help, and make sure that you let somebody know that you think you have a problem. The biggest step that you can take is acknowledging the fact that you have a problem. And it's, remember, man, it's always, it's okay not to be okay. Like, all that, I gotta be tough. Like, be a boy, like, don't, like, this whole stigma of, like, don't be a girl, stop crying. Like, you bitching. You acting like a pussy right now. No. What you're feeling is real. Mm -hmm. And those feelings are real. Those emotions are real. You being scared is real. And the way you feel, you don't have to justify that for nobody. And just remember, if you have children in the home, if you're married, a girlfriend, fiance, remember that 50% of all the mental illnesses that occur, they happen before the age of 14. So just because you think you're okay doesn't mean that you're not affecting someone Somebody else. else. Okay, so make sure that you do reach out. We do have some information in regards to reaching out in, in order to get some help. Um, we do have a, the Suicide Awareness Hotline. Uh, we also have Hope for the Day organization. They have some cool um, educational pointer tips. Um, do you have a website, Bob? Yes, their website is... HFTD.org. And then if you're interested if you're interested and know someone who may potentially be um, 
um, suicidal or having suicidal thoughts. Someone who, you know, you think may be on the fence, you know, suicide hotlines always open. So that's 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Please don't be scared. They're, oh, they're 24, 365. Um... They, they have um, people who are available to you at all times. Um, I just want to say, check on your friends, check on your family members. Be aware. Listen. Be aware. Listen. And learn to act. Um... We all need to learn how to be proactive uh, when we're approaching these type of situations. Learn how to be very supportive of not just ourselves, but those around us. And dive in. Like, don't stop talking or stop trying to help somebody just because they say, I'm okay. Right. Or I'm good. You know. I'm straight. You know, Bob, I'm glad we did this, this topic today. Um, I I don't I mean I th- I think I told you this story once. Um, when my teammate, my, my my teammate, my training partner in college. You talking about the one that the... Yeah. Yeah. So you know Tommy Bird, you know, rest in peace, was my training partner at the University of Pittsburgh. Um. You know, he he was your prototypical. He, he was like your Robin Williams, bro. He was so fun to be around, so funny, so cool. Life of the party. Life of the party. Always smiling. He was a daredevil. Heavy daredevil. Uh, tough as nails, too. This kid's about five foot seven. He had about 40 tattoos on him. You know? Um, got a phone call one morning, and this is a guy who, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had the collegiate career I had. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have gotten to the point that I had, because he was there with me, side by side with me. When I say training partner, like, that was my, that was my training partner. We swam next to each other every single day for three years. And... He jumped off of Panther Hollow Bridge in Pittsburgh. It was a 187-foot bridge. And nobody suspected anything of it. He was just... One minute he was normal, the next minute he was gone. And, uh, you know, I, I miss him. And I'm glad we talked about this. Yo, man, we do this show, as you all know, to not just speak our truths, but to also help somebody that's listening. Mm -hmm. Because, like we all say, like, the bag isn't always about money, man. It's what you want out of life. And to get the best out of life, we have to be able to be very transparent with ourselves about life. Mm-hmm. And understand that the, there are things that affect us from reaching our full potential. 
And the first step is becoming aware and then acting on it, creating a plan. There's nothing wrong with seeking help. Everybody's not going to be welcoming with you being very transparent and open with your situation. But guess what? Do it for you. You ain't got to do it for nobody else. Do this for you. Write a journal. Speak, uh, figure out a hobby with some art. Write some music. Go take a class. Go speak to somebody. Like Some of the best advice I ever got was from a stranger. You'd be surprised. They don't know, they don't they have no reason to judge you. They don't know you. But some of the best advice, some of the best advice I ever got was from somebody that I didn't know in a random spot and just mm-hmm. having an open conversation. You know, uh this is a heavy topic. But to make light of a heavy topic. Uh, we have some movies out that we want to recommend to people that would showcase um, some, some our, our topic today. So we had um, uh, A Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind. The starring Russell Crowe. Um, we have Secret Window. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp. Um, number, number 23. Jim Carrey. Um... Vanilla Sky. It 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 really that was a good one. It really shows uh, what the mind, how powerful the mind really mm-hmm. is. Um, Split. Split was a good one. It they made it scary, but there's a reason why. Right. Glass. Both of these starring uh, was this McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Um, you got seven pounds of Will Smith. Yeah. Concussion. Concussion. Will Smith Will as well. Will Smith. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. That's a Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. That was that was like one of the biggest ones that put put everything on the map. Since we're talking about that, um, him and Adam Sandler actually had uh, anger management. Remember? Right. Yep. That's yeah. That's another good one. Um, Rain Man. Rain Man. That was that was that was right on my with um, Tom Cruise and uh, Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Was it Robert De Niro? No, no. The, the, was it Robert De Niro? It was. Yeah, it was. A, um, it talks about autism. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so... But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you really did enjoy this podcast today. It was It's a very heavy subject, but like we said, we always do this for you, the people. Make sure if you have any input, any insight, anything that you want to tell us, if, if you're experiencing any of these things, like we said earlier, please do not hesitate to hit us up at the bag season. That's B-A-G-S-Z-N underscore podcast. I'm, I'm your co-host, Swimmer. That's S-W-I-M-M-R underscore N-U-P-3. I'm Bobby Raw at Triple B 1911. And this is Season 2, Episode 2, Mental Health. And we out. It kind of feels like I'm dying on the inside. It kind of feels like I've been trying to get by, and I've been this way for.